0: Welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kola, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own band, Helsinki, with me all the way from the dance competition, (laughs) (laughs) the queen of East Bridgewater, the apropos of Aphrodite, the... I don't even know what the hell that is, I just said it. I didn't know what <laughs> the that one was either. Herself. <laughs> Ann Kerrigan.
1: Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah,
0: what they the hell finally let that? me
1: out of that uh that dance uh, competition hall.
0: <laughs> yeah. <They sprung> me. <laughs> well, I mean you gotta be proud. I mean for those who don't know, uh Anne's daughter is a is a pretty good dancer, I guess, right?
1: Yes, sir, she is.
0: Yep. And, and what genre is that? Is that is that ballet?
1: Genre? Um, She actually, she's on a competition dance team, so she does a little bit of everything. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, tap and jazz and lyrical. Get out! Huh? Really? Yeah. No way. She she does ballet. They usually don't compete with ballet because it's a very, very tough field to compete in. Mm -hmm. And while they're all very good, um, you really have to be focused primarily on ballet
0: to uh, compete with it, so...
1: But, they're pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, she was, I saw her up doing this freaking jump thing. <laughs> That's her, uh, her center leap. She's a good leaper. Her what? Her
1: center leap.
0: Center leap?
1: Center leap, yes. It's basically like a, a split in midair.
0: Yeah, I can see that. That's I mean, if I ever did it, I'd be the freaking. They'd be carrying me yeah. out in an ambulance. I know that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she, this kid is so muscular. She could knock you into next week. Her arms are like, I'm like, honey, you know, your arms are ripped, man. Nobody better mess with
0: you. <laughs> so and, she takes after you then, huh?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Muscle bound. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and don't even. Yeah, you don't want her to kick you. <laughs>
0: But no, she want has to think ever me,
1: but uh, she's yeah. she's uh, she's a very she's a little petite girl, but she's she's solid muscle. <laughs> huh. But yes, I was very proud of her.
0: Very proud. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's kind of cool. And,
1: yeah. Unfortunately, but, you know, it always falls. You know, it had a fall on the Houghton Mansion investigation,
0: but really? there will be others. Like the, what are we doing?
1: Oh, yes. May nineteen Collinwood.
0: Collinwood, the yes. Haunted Farnham Mansion.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, in potato. Oneida, New York, and May 19th. Oneida
0: or Oneida? What is it?
1: Uh, potato Potato? I don't know. I mean, I'm really potato, not sure
0: because I don't, don't, don't know
1: like <laughs> <laughs> Are the tickets? Are the tickets still available?
0: Yeah, you have to get them through the – I kind of screwed things up on that, but that's all right. You can get them uh, – call the uh, the mansion directly, and they'll take care of that whole thing because I kind of, like, messed up. But that's that's oh. me. I'm not, you know me. I'm silly.
1: Good job. Good job.
0: <laughs> what are you saying?
1: Yeah, you're silly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody call you silly. Really? Silly Ron Kolak. That's silly Ron Kolak? What are we going to do with him?
0: Anyways, okay. so that's uh, May 19th. We'll be yeah. at the um, uh, Collinwood Inn. And uh, Leslie Martin, who wrote the book, and, and is a member of the NAGP, will be with us. Hello. And also, so... Hello. Oh, Nider, I hear voices.
1: I hear voices. Hello. I- Hi, Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ooh, how are you guys?
0: Is that an introduction? (laughs) I don't know how that happened. Why don't you just, like you know, <laughs> jump right in? <laughs> oh, oh,
2: oh. I have no idea how that happened. All
0: of
2: a sudden, I'm I'm going
3: hello. <laughs>
0: yeah, we noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, you know, it's really funny because those who don't do the radio uh, don't understand it. there's a thing called the voice of God, and that's when the producer can talk to you over the air. And the audience can't hear you. So when that happens like that someone's saying, Hello, oh, we don't know if that's you're really joining the show or um you are coming in through the voice of God. So that's what that whole deal is about.
3: <laughs> Aha! Okay.
2: So I guess it was the voice of God or not.
0: <laughs> or not. <laughs> but anyways, uh uh with us now is uh is a psychic medium, psychic how what do you like being called?
2: Well, I'm a psychic. I would like to. I'm a medium, a psychic medium. I actually started off as a psychic, and the mediumship kind of developed along the way. So Mm -hmm. it's all in one bag. I say psychic medium, and
0: that
3: works.
2: That
0: (laughs) That works. I I always get so confused, anyways, especially when I first started. Doing the paranormal it's like right. I never know what a psychic I and mean, what the hell the difference was but now I do. Yeah. Well finish
1: introducing her.
0: Oh why don't you since you, know, evidently li- you don't like, evidently like the way I do. Well
1: you're taking a very long time. <laughs>
0: we <laughs> we would don't like- idea. You, you, I just go on and on you know that.
1: <laughs> we would like to introduce to everyone who doesn't know who the heck we're talking to. Psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi.
2: Da-da-da-da. <laughs> there you go. Thank Uh-oh. you. Thank From me, you. From How are you guys tonight? You sound like you're having a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> well, if you want to call it fun, that's fine.
1: Oh, uh, we're good, despite the fact that Ron is here. We're very good.
0: A- anyways, uh speaking about I mean, Dan's daughter does uh, competitive dance and, and I know she one of the things she did was tap. So I just went on the Ghost Chronicles Next Generation page and I uh a- posted a picture of my uh self uh, <laughs> when I was uh into tap. So you can you can go on to the page and, and actually uh see me there in the competition and of course my first uh competition was uh pony boy, so there <laughs> ah. you go.
2: Pony boy. Oh no! <laughs> really? I just, I just saw you look like a dapper young man there, Ron. <laughs> oh my God!
1: Your ears are still too big for your head, though.
2: <laughs> oh, I
1: cannot
0: <laughs> believe she just said that. Ah,
1: that's why you wear a hat. No. <laughs> she,
0: so she bites the hand that feeds her. Oh, All right, that I like. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's funny. How old that's are you, Ron? A, that's a great picture, though. That is. Um, that's adorable.
0: I, I can't remember because it was I was little then. I I think. Uh, I think, and Since he's older than Dirt, it was just too long ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't lefty, know if I had n- anything say little in name? that. <laughs> well, you can tell it must be Ian because she's got her nose up in the air. Oh. <laughs>
1: I am not even half that old. Thank you. Okay.
0: <laughs> anyway, Sylvia, enough about me. Let's talk about you. So, a- as you mentioned, uh, you're a psychic. You were a meeting. But, I mean, how did you get. I mean, when did you first realize that you had a gift? And everybody calls it a gift, so I will call it a gift.
2: Well, um, uh, consciously realize it. I think I was in my 20s uh, when I finally came to the understanding that I, you know, I was. Different, or I had a gift. I didn't ever saw it that way before then, um, because I can remember being in a crib and seeing um, people in my room uh, at uh-huh. night when I was sleeping. Probably second. your parents. So, pardon?
0: Probably your parents. <laughs> but, but that
2: too probably parents yeah. too they might have been in there those were people too but uh this this happened uh when my parents were asleep and oh, getting, okay. uh, getting a getting a cot for me um <laughs> and i would sleep there intermittently but uh my mom would constantly mention that i would see you know uh people that weren't there and describe people that weren't there and she was even scared of what I was saying, so
0: That's what I was gonna say, so you did it scare you?
2: Yeah, at that age, it sure yeah, did. I was I was... I, I was I was always like uh, very, uh, I don't exactly remember. I just remember one specific time where I was screaming and screaming because all I heard was voices, mm. and I knew it wasn't my parents. I, I, I assumed that it wasn't my parents, so I kept on screaming and screaming, and um, later, that's all I remember, but later on, as I got older, you know, my godmother would tell tell me that i would never want to go to bed in that house and this is a a home that um my parents had after they were shortly uh married and um and then i was born and i was born in that home uh so or while i was while they were living in that home and i came back and it was actually an apartment it it was a, a converted apartment above a garage in florida and um my mom was always saying that I would see see people and describe people. So I guess that's when it all started. But I really didn't realize that it was anything extraordinary until I was in my 20s when it started to kick up. Mm. And I actually was living in a haunted house in a town called Halden, New Jersey. And the house had old hitching posts in the front uh, for horses, and um, uh, the little boy downstairs would sense certain things, and the mother never believed him, and she was kind of telling me things on, a, you know, a kind of like just on, on a casual conversation, and I was like... Oh, I, 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 I did not want to share half of the things that I thought were going on in that house because I, I was woken up several times in the middle of the night. My, my roommate was actually attacked mm. in that home, and, um, and it was not a pleasant place. You would come in and it was uh, in the middle of the summer, and a second floor was cold as ice oh in God. the summer, and then. Um, uh, she shortly after we moved, I would say about two weeks after we moved in, I had gone out to, um, run some errands and came back and she was hysterical oh, and she claimed that she went, she ha- she was feeling kind of tired and she'd gone to sleep and laid down and started to drift away. And all of a sudden this kind of sheet of ice came over her and pushed her down in the bed and uh. she could not talk. She could not scream, she could not breathe, and so it was um, something very uh, uh, unpleasant and, and terrifying for her. The curious thing about that, and I don't know if you've encountered th- this with you know your subjects but um, and your studies, but she could not re- about maybe six months to a year later she could not remember that that had happened, and even really? the, uh, yes, she denied. The existence uh, that ever happened. Um, I mean, she was visibly, visibly shaken when I came home. She was crying and she described the whole event in detail to me. And of course, I think I was a little sensitive at the time. And we're going back now probably about 20 years, maybe, yeah, about 20, 25 years. When you were now. like five years old? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was actually in my early twenties at that point. And oh. then, um um uh, maybe twenty-one or so. And then um she uh she was very visibly uh just you know, just shaken up, very shaken up. And it took me a while to bring her down because she was just kept on crying and crying about the whole thing. Hi. And about a year later we mm-hmm. were I questioned her about it because i wanted to talk to her about more in detail about it and we had talked about it maybe uh one time before and she said that never happened and i was like shocked i was uh, like are you kidding me but i know that there was something going on in that place i would we would wake up in the middle of the night at the same time mm-hmm. um every night at the almost every night at the same time uh, and, do
0: you remember what time it was
2: it was about three
0: of course it was.
2: <laughs> something around three thirty three, three forty three in the morning. I'm almost positive it definitely was three o'clock in mm-hmm. the morning. And um, the curious thing was I had um what I don't know, what do you call a wake dream or something like that? Where um, now realized that it was a it was a turn of the century house. Uh the the actual construction of the house was Seventeen hundred and eighty I believe
0: yeah that's, an oldie. Yep. that's ah. a
2: real old house, and mm-hmm. it had been you know maintained very well uh the backyard was spotless um there was uh a situation where um I would a couple of times I woke up and I saw a figure in uh, or right kind of transposed inside the doorway of my closet. Uh-huh. And it was not happy. Whatever it was, it was very, it gave me such a bad vibe, bad, bad, bad. And I just closed my eyes, and I would pray, and I would just like, and then it would be gone. And then about, about, about it. this was in the fall, so in the summer, six months later, I'm with the... Uh, other renter downstairs, and she was a young mother of three, and we were both talking while we were sunning ourselves in the backyard. And she turns to me and she says, "You know, my middle son Stephen um, sees this man coming out of the closet every night," and I just about fell <laughs> because it was we had the same configuration of rooms upstairs and of course Stephen slept in what would have been my room downstairs Right. you know but it is in the same position and that was the closet and Uh. it flipped me out I was like oh no and I challenged whatever it was because things would go missing um, uh, things would be moved and it was all personal stuff and me and my roommate were like, did you take my my brooch? Did you take my brush? Did you take my hat? And and then it would appear in the closet. And
1: oh my God! It,
2: you know, it was really strange. Wow. So needless to say, it really put a stress on our relationship and our friendship because she actually thought that I was taking things from oh. her, and vice yeah. versa. Wow. But, You know, it it, it strained it, really strained it. And I really, I don't know. I I felt she became possessed one night when um, she actually kicked in my door. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had, she was, we were good friends. And we had moved in together. And I was going to uh, college for my master's, which was only about five minutes away. And she just kicked in my door. And she came after me. And I had to, her boyfriend tried to restrain her and could not restrain her. I finally like turned on all the lights and I slapped and I didn't slap her. I kind of like, um, slapped my hands together, like <clears throat> clapped really loud in front of her. And I said, wake up. And, and I said, I'm going to call the police. If you don't get yourself together. And she just kind of like looked at me with this like blank stare mm-hmm. and then kind of like, looked at her, her, her boyfriend, and she didn't know. I don't think she knew when it happened. And then she wrote to me the next morning this extremely apologetic letter that she was sleepwalking. Wow. Uh, and I was, like, sleepwalking. Right. Kicking the door, sleepwalking. Right. But That's but crazy. what it actually was happening is that I thought that this house was haunted. So I was burning candles, incense, praying a lot, saying mm-hmm. a lot of prayers prayers of protection, and I had novena candles in my room going on constantly. And I have no idea why I, I, I tend to believe that whatever it was was not happy with the fact that it could not penetrate the impenetrable like dome of <laughs> protection. I don't know. Now, but, Sylvia, why
1: did you stay there? Were you not able to to move out to somewhere else? I mean, it
2: was very cheap, and
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, but at what
1: price? And, you know, and what I was, what I was going to
2: college. I was living on a budget, yeah. and I had. Right. A, a social That's work awful. position at the time that really didn't pay a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, my roommate and I, my roommate had moved out of her mother's house. And we were like young adults at the time. And we were looking to make a, uh, a go of it in the adult community. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we thought that it was a great place. But the interesting thing was that every, like, quarter, every three months or so, the landlord would come. And, hey, how are you doing? And kind of very, <laughs> <I bet. laughs> yes, very cagey questions uh-huh. all yeah. the time. And you know that there was some meaning behind the questions. Right. But we never were, you know what, we were all afraid of talking about it. So we never asked really good questions until the very end. Mm. And I was about to move, um, and, um, my roommate was going to stay for a few more months, but I was moving and he came in and all of a sudden he starts to really let the cat out of the bag and say, well, you both, you girls are about the, 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 the people that have stayed the most in this apartment. Wow. And I really can't believe then he started to tell us that he had had three other renters before just up and leave without their their deposit, okay, wow. their security deposit. Yeah, thanks, Never dude. Never came back and asked for it. Thanks it for telling just- us now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> exactly. So... So he was saying, you know, whatever you're doing, keep on doing it. And all I was doing is really, like, burning candles wow. and praying. Uh-huh. And my roommate would do the same thing, basically, because she said, well, if it works for you, it's going to work for me. Right. But, um, yeah, no, that place did not have very good vibes. Now, um, do you with, think
1: – sorry.
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. Do, do you think when
1: you talk to her about it later, perhaps because it was just – such a traumatic experience for her. Maybe she just, you know, you take those bad things and push them away. And, I think and so. I think,
2: that, I think that she was in a panic state. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I could tell you this. She, she, She was visibly shaken up. She looked like she had been crying her eyes out when All I right. walked in. And she was like, in in an extremely agitated state. But yeah, I would think that she probably couldn't remember because it just blocked it it out of her mind. I don't know, but I can. When I first went to clean the place and basically, you know, clean the floors, clean the bathroom, make sure everything was, you know, you know you know, ship shape for the move. um, I always, I felt like, I kept looking behind my shoulder like somebody Mm -hmm. had been walking in the room. Mm -hmm. And no, I wouldn't see anything. And I actually went, up into the attic and checked to see if anybody was there. We had a full attic. It was enormous. (laughs) And um, nothing was there. Everything was spotless. And, in fact, we had clothes up there because the closet spaces were so small. You know, Mm -hmm. it was a real small, I guess, small home that had been added on to. But it was such a small, you know, storage space that we stored most of our stuff and, you know, exchanged winter for summer, summer for winter, you know, every season. And we just kept it all in the attic. So I went up in the attic to check check to see if there was someone in the attic. Uh And I saw nobody there, came back, saw nobody there. But we would come in at times. There there would be, like, cold, cold, cold in the summer. I would come home from work, and you'd open the door, and it seemed like you had the air conditioner on. There were no Uh air conditioners. (laughs) There was no air conditioners. And then the smell of formaldehyde. That was just really spooky. Yeah, no. Uh, Very spooky. You open the door and, and the smell of formaldehyde would get you. Where the heck was that coming from? So now, you know
0: the history of the house at
2: all? Yeah, yeah. Well, um I, I, I tried to investigate that. Uh, I remember that one of the owners around the time was named Robert, but I could not make out the last name. And um, it's funny because it had come to me in a dream, and I had said, Aha, Your name is Robert. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I, I I just got so fed up at sometimes because just the prankster energy about it was and and not being able to sleep appropriately in the place and um, both of us had to wake up very early in the morning so it was no fun sometimes living in that house and. And um, I challenged it. I said, "You know what? I've got my people, my people, my spirit people. I'm gonna gonna come get you, <laughs> and are gonna get make mincemeat out of you. You don't mess with me." Well, that day, I came home from from work, and coming home from work, I had to get off a major highway to take the exit and wind my way back home. And as I'm Going from the fast lanes to the exit lane, I hear a pop and <laughs> I had a tire blowout. I said, Well, I guess I won't be, you know, challenging this fella anytime oh, no. soon. <laughs> oh, That's God. what I thought. It was pretty creepy. I, I you know, uh-huh. listen, haunted homes. I, I've actually been to another haunted house where a client had uh, about 10, 10 or so years ago wanted me to do a blessing. And that turned into something quite quite i think i was a, a, at the time a little bit bit over my head um uh it was one of my first experiences uh in going in there and i had done house blessings before but this was a took completely uh, a horse a, of a different color altogether you know and um i had uh, what they called spontaneous combustion happened mm. in the place. And, really? Yeah, it was bizarre, just bizarre. This, I don't listen. I don't even know who this woman was. She was a real estate um, uh, uh, person, and she called me up. Please come to my home. It was in uh, Blairstown, New Jersey, and uh, it was New Year's. Not new year's day, it was thirtieth, the thirtieth of nineteen ninety nine and I went out there and uh, she had uh, told me that um, she believed the house was haunted, her kids were constantly getting ill, animals were dying in the house Ew. the dog the dog had just run out of the house and got struck by a car. Um, It just, you know, those kind of stories after story. Kids were getting sick. Everybody, nobody was well. Nobody was asleep. She could never sleep. Um,
0: Wow. This is really interesting, but we're going to have to take a break right now, so we're going to have to find out what's going on afterwards. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyways, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with... Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick. Our very special guest is Sylvia Rossi. And we'll be right back after the following messages here on TojiNet, Ghost Channel, and beyond.
1: Welcome to TokiNet, radio with a cutting edge.
3: The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure.
1: Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest, Sylvia Rossi. I don't know. I didn't hear any beats.
0: Well, that I was heard, bizarre.
2: I heard piano music. <laughs> can you hear me, guys?
0: Yeah. yeah, we can. Can you hear us?
2: I, yeah, I can hear you. It's just really weird.
0: <laughs> oh, you're telling us. <laughs> We're having <to laughs> a a weird
2: evening here.
0: <laughs> we, we had no clue. Us, usually we have the music. We go out on it. They run the commercials, and we get some music on the way back. But uh, it all went dead and bizarre and strange and everything else. Anyways. That's okay. <laughs> hey, we're we, professionals.
1: We, we can do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you yes. say so. Speaking, speaking of that, uh, we, uh, I, I don't know what's happening, but we've had an additional... 10,000 downloads since uh, 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 an increase in 10,000 downloads uh, from uh, the month before. So somebody's tuning in. I don't know.
2: Wow, that's fabulous. Hello all
0: to you, all you thousands of listeners. (laughs) So come and join our Facebook page, for God's sakes.
1: Yes, yes, Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation. Go out and find us and like us.
0: Yeah. or uh, pretend you like us.
1: Pretend you like us. Something. <laughs> all these thousands of people. We really want to see you on our Facebook, please.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh we had talking with Sylvia Rossi and and you were just talking about all this weird stuff that was going on at this location and uh that's where we left off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So so I kind of I walked in, actually drove up to the place. It was a seven acre. Uh, property and there was a farmhouse there from the um, l- mid 1800s, which had been added on to uh, back in the 1930s and uh, either 30s or 40s. So it had additions to each side. Of the original structure. And there were rooms, there was a living room to one side and then to the other side, there was like a library. And I drove up to the place and it was absolutely beautiful, looked like a postcard. But as soon as I parked the car, I got ill, I got Ah. nauseous. And I just knew it was not going to be a pleasant experience, so
0: I took. Some so that's kind of when when the drives with me, that's what.
2: Mm. <laughs> and does as that soon happen? As he to gets you in the car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I mean, so right right then and there, you knew you were, you kind of wasn't going to be a, a pleasant experience for you.
2: Correct. Yes. So anyway, we walked. I walked in. And I gathered all, uh, the participants, which were basically the, the, the renter of the home, which was the woman who worked in real estate, um, and her kids. And they ranged in age from 16 to, uh, I believe 26. And, uh, we all gathered in the middle of the, 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 the home, which was the kitchen. And, um, I started to just say some prayers of protection. And as soon as I said, you know, began, and not two minutes later, one of the boys just broke rank, went in the living room, and then I heard the front door, storm door, open and close. And uh, he had later said that uh, out of the corner of his eye, he had seen a oven mitt which was on top of a uh, uh mantelpiece and they had they, there was no uh, there was no um, fireplace active fireplace there there had been a wood burning stove which was closed no one had touched it no one had opened it and it was non working mm-hmm. so the oven mitt was on top and it was had been there for some time, according to the the owners there, and it just caught on fire.
1: Oh!
3: And
2: he had seen it through the corner of his eye, and boy, that real that that really startled me. So, <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, I did. You know, haunted houses are very interesting places. They, they've got such electromagnetic energy that you know I think it gets. I'm super sensitive to it, so maybe i got i got sick because of it. I'm not sure, but I would speculate that that could have been the case
0: right. um. hmm. now now Sylvia, how did you i mean did you eventually took care of it or is, is that what
2: i I did what you know according to um uh some Native American Indian uh, custom, I had brought with me some sage cedar and was uh, blessing the home. And I had left uh, some more incense to burn with the homeowner. And I said, I knew that I did not... Uh, complete the job, because whatever was there wasn't going. And I got information uh, while I was uh, in, I guess, meditative state. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a very tall man, and I asked her, who is this tall man who took a shotgun to his head? And oh. and, and she knew the whole story. She knew even before I ever went. Oh. And, and And apparently the caretaker of the home who was still living nearby had they were friends and she had found the whole uh, out, out about the whole story about this place and apparently there was a couple that lived there in the 1940s and this man was a banker or was associated with a bank and he was caught embezzling money mm-hmm. from a bank and he was uh, going to trial uh he was found And he was, I guess, uh, in the process of going to trial, and he took a shotgun to his head before he ever went to trial. And he was very tall. So I asked her, I said, so you know this? She said, yes. I said, this is the guy that's here, and he doesn't want to go. Why
1: didn't she tell you that?
2: (laughs) I don't know why she never told me that. That was just bizarre to me. And I was kind of like, you know, I, if she would have said something to me, I maybe would have been better prepared right. for right. for the day. I would have brought maybe another uh, professional with me, or another medium with me, or an, uh, a person in in that was better versed at mm-hmm. cleansing negative spaces. You right. know, and I just I just was so green at the time in this, and I was so out of my league that I left. There And I said, I have to come back to her. Uh, I have to come back with someone that can really help me with this. Well, I tried contacting her, never got an answer. I called her several times, never got an answer. And it kind of left me very upset because (laughs) I knew that that place was not... You know, completely cleansed of, okay. uh, you know, released of this this uh, person that had once lived there. And to boot, she told me that the wife had done uh, several seances and things like this. Uh, oh,
3: that's nice.
2: Um, <laughs> after he had passed away, uh, in 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 the desire to contact him, so mm-hmm. I'm going like, wow, okay, this is this is a hotbed of activity now, you know? Right. Wow. Uh,
0: did uh, how did you make your jump though? I mean, from you know, first realizing you had the gift and you had these experiences, and, and when did you decide to do it professionally?
2: Well, let's see. I was working uh, in nine, no, no, eighty seven uh, in in the social work field, and I was you know, completing my master's degree in sociology and psychology uh, at uh, William Patterson College here in New Jersey. And um, I had already started to uh, go down the pathway of, uh, you know, learning about spirituality and uh, certainly, you know, psychic uh uh, delving into more of the psychic and the psychic mediumship, but it wasn't anything that I really wanted to do with my life. My plan was to get my master's. I, you know, the ultimate master plan was to go into the school system and hopefully get a job as a school psychologist. And then later on go into my own profession. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that went and took a left turn after, uh, uh, my daughter was born And I had already been working eight years in in uh, uh, the social work field, and uh, my daughter was born. I had been kind of toying with the idea, and reading for friends and some family members on on the QT, you know. Right. I didn't want anybody to know that I was doing it because, you know, I wanted to be legit and I didn't want anybody to, you know, find out. So when my daughter was born, I said, you know what? I think I'm going to do this because it just, I i can do it out of my house. It was, right. uh, it, people, people seem to be, Responding positively. I have a knack for it. So I went ahead and started to do it part-time. And that's how it all started. And, and it grew and grew and grew. And I, w- I would read at psychic fairs at the beginning or out of um, a holistic uh, workshops. And, um, and then, you know, before you know it, within a year, I had a pretty steady client base to the point that... Um, you know going back to work into the regular workforce was really much more of a hassle because when you factor I factored in the cost for child um, care and everything right. it just mm-hmm. didn't it just didn't make sense to me so I, I stuck with it and um, here we are I mean many <laughs> years later there's a lot of people that that I you know uh, I've met. And uh, clients that keep coming back and keep referring new people, and it's been all word of mouth. I mean, the only advertisement that I've done for my business is really the show that I had on Toginet, and then the make uh,
0: contact with Sylvia
2: Rossi. Yes, make contact with <laughs> Sylvia Rossi, which I had for a little over the year, and and the the uh, the Facebook page that I had be prior to that I never advertised it was solely through word of mouth and um and uh, it's been wor- wor- it's been 18 years you know
3: and so, in,
2: making. so so I'm I'm pretty happy but yeah it just, that's kind of like how that that went I actually um did not want to do it and the seminal experience that actually had me um completely turned around because I had like that seed of doubt of whether this was something that was I doing this was was it something um supernatural that was happening did I have guys that were helping me um I had my doubts that this really actually was true and then I went to Florida. And my mom introduced me to a woman that I guess was friends with her who, who read the cards. And basically she confirmed to me some things that I, I I I just couldn't have, you know, made it up. And she couldn't have made it up because I actually was dreaming of a, a figure for years. And she described this figure. And as it turned out, she told me that this figure, this person, wasn't a guide of mine. Now, mm-hmm. How could someone describe to you someone that only in exists your in your dreams? Wow. So that was just bizarre. So she said to me, no, you're meant to be on this road. You're meant to be in, in this field, and you're meant to help other people. Stop being such a coward, she said. <laughs> <laughs> she actually said it. She goes, don't be a coward. Wow. You're being a coward. You have no faith. So that's wow. when I kind of threw in the towel and said, okay, there's got to be something else to it. Because my psychological mind was always saying that maybe, perhaps not. Maybe it's what people want to believe. Maybe it's, you know, right. and, and I'm glad it's, I did.
1: <laughs> it's your logical side that, that yes. isn't letting you, because I, I wrestle with that too. It's like I'm mm-hmm. a very logical person mm-hmm. and people are always telling me, you need to be more open. You need to trust. <laughs> And I'm like, but this and this and this and this. And they're like, no, <laughs> you just right. need to be open to it. And I, just, I haven't really had time with that. You
2: know? Right. So right. it so is. I-,
1: I, I hear what you're saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I really was kind of sitting on, on, on it for about maybe three, four years before I really kind of came out with it. I mean, publicly came out with it because I really didn't want people to know. Even even my ex-husband, who's, who's my, my daughter's father um wanted to tell people because he was he was kind of like you know privy to a lot of things i said no no i'm not ready i'm not ready to do it (laughs) and um so i until i was really good and ready to come out and 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 really tell the world that I was a psychic medium I, I wasn't going to do that it, it, I, you know what I at the time I had invested so much time and money and effort into my education that to me it was preposterous <laughs> to go from like being a, a, as oh hello
1: My chigo uh
0: oh <laughs> that can't be good
1: Sylvia, come back. Come back. <laughs> oh.
0: I heard the laugh.
1: I hear her laughing. That's hey. me. Hello. Oh, okay,
0: good, you're back. Oh, you're back. We lost I'm you in Never Neverland again. This is a weird oh, night. No,
2: I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so you know, I I just was, uh, you know, very, very uh, adamant that that I didn't want to do this. But luckily, you know, uh, I did follow m- my heart with this and the advice of that woman and went ahead and started to read for friends and family. And and then it slowly but surely expanded with every year. And uh, like I said, all word of mouth, and, you know, which is the best, I think. You know, if you're in this field, I think that's the best.
0: Oh, I think so, like because you. your reputation is everything. Anyways, if anybody uh, wants to call in, the number here is uh, 978, well, no, it isn't. It's 877-864-4869. That's 877-864-4869. Or uh, you can join us in the Toji Net or the, well, the Toji Net chat room. So, or our Facebook page or whatever.
1: Yes. Yep, yep, on the Facebook page. If you want to hop yourself, on give
0: a rat's ass, whatever.
1: <laughs> Sylvia, what? do you
2: have a website, though? We I do. On? Well, I'm on, on Facebook, and I have a blog, which is uh, Sylvia Rossi, with an I, sylviarossi.wordpress.com, and uh, my email is srossi222 at yahoo.com, and uh, phone number is 973-584-8346, and you can contact me at any one of those sites, and... uh And message me or friend me, whatever you want to do. Well, uh, I mean, at
0: least somebody wants to talk to you right now because we just got a phone call. (laughs) There you go. All right. Okay, Uh, Shalina, are you there?
2: Yes, I'm here. Hi, Sylvia. Hey, Shalina. How How are are you? How are you? Good. Shalina wrote to me on my Facebook page that she was gonna call.
3: Oh yeah. I, yeah. She I was so excited when I saw that you were gonna be on the radio. I was like, Well, I get to talk to her again. Okay.
2: All right, Shalina.
0: Uh, do you know do you know uh, Sylvia? We yeah, have
2: exactly. we met we met in our, our last my last show, right, Shalina?
3: Yeah, we did.
2: Okay, yeah, she had been, uh, she was calling my show a while back, I think you called once before, and then you came to the event that I had um, back in March, correct? Yeah. All right, so we've met
0: once. You have a good memory, I wouldn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you, Shalina? I'm good,
3: how are you?
2: I'm doing good, what can I do for you?
3: Um... You know, I was going to ask you if you had any, anything that you felt, just anything, nothing in particular, that just anything came to you that you felt I needed to hear or know. Okay. Anything enlightening or nothing really in particular, just whatever comes to mind, because I feel like that's the best kind of, like, you, information.
2: Okay, hold on one second. Who's the... um? I'm not sure. Who is the other S name in your family that might be passed?
3: S like Sam?
2: Yeah, like you, like S. Uh, that passed. I'm not okay. really sure. Or who's the, sh- the who's the, the other S name that's here?
3: Uh, my sister, maybe, Shania. Okay. I'll write that down.
0: Are you, Are you doing s- cards, Sylvia? Pardon? Are you doing cards?
2: No, 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 no. I'm I'm just looking. I usually like just concentrate on the person. Shalina, give me your full your full uh, birth date. Uh 6 fifteen,
3: 1980.
2: I don't know why, but I keep hearing a move. And this could be a move with your career or a move, like from one you know, home base to another home base. So Hmm. I keep hearing move from the moment that you got on the phone, you know, on the air with us. Uh, Uh And so if you've been considering a career move or a move, that is going to happen. All right. And I believe as,
3: pardon? Definitely a career move. I've been contemplating on trying to find, I feel like I need to find, I've been at my job for 12 years and I feel like, there's something out there for me to do. I need to find that job that makes me feel like that was out, that's
2: like what I was born to do. Okay, uh, like definitely, something
3: that gave me that feeling.
2: Yep. Um, before the year closes, I'm not saying that you're going to be in that, but you're you know in the position itself, but that you will know have a clear vision of what you want to do. And in three years, and I know it sounds like really far and out there, but mm-hmm. in three years, I think you're going to be there. Okay. Uh-huh. Who is the
3: R letter? Uh, R could be um, living or deceased.
2: Um, Deceased, I believe.
3: Deceased. I have so many deceased relatives. I'm trying to think with R. Mm.
2: Keep it with you if it's not ringing a bell right now. I just want to okay. mention it to you. And it could be somebody that... Um, uh, I would say like an aunt or possibly a great aunt, and I don't know, but I feel female um, energy with this. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to mention that to you. Um, okay. I do see the career move. I see it coming. And, you know, I definitely think it's going to be a positive one for you, but it's something that's going to formulate slowly, not yeah. not overnight. Okay? okay? so. Make sure you, you, you stay where you are and, um, you know, you just explore other avenues while you're employed. I wouldn't really, you know, recommend that you jump, make any okay. really, you know, rash, rash moves right now. Okay. Okay? That sounds good. All right. Awesome.
0: All right. Thank you.
2: <laughs> thank you, Sylvia. It was nice talking to you. <laughs> nice talking to you. Have a good night.
0: Have a good night, now.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: So,
2: do you do cards as well, Sylvia? Yes, I do. Um, that's the 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 part of the psychic part. I do get things like just off the cuff, like I did right, right, right,
0: right. With
2: the Shalina. But mm-hmm. I do uh, offer card reading because that's pretty much how I started. I started as a card reader, but the uh, mediumship part developed um, as uh, I was developing myself i guess and um with every person that i would read the cards i would see someone and sometimes it was stronger than other times and um, i would describe the person that i was seeing i would just you know Uh, If I had a letter, i gave give them the letter. If I had a name, I'd share with them the name. And lo and behold, it was a grandfather or a mother or a brother of the person that was getting read. So it didn't happen consistently at the beginning, but then as the years went by, certainly after two years of uh, beginning this profession, um, everybody uh, was getting someone. Uh, on spirit side, so okay. I knew uh-huh. that there was something happening uh mm-hmm. quite different than what I had intended to, which was just cards you know uh-huh. uh, so yes, I still do cards, and uh I offer that as an option for people uh, as well. yeah, so if they want just a spiritual mediumship i 'm fine with that if they want to divide you know, the time between a little spiritual mediumship and card, they can do it, too. And if they want no spiritual mediumship, that's kind of hard to do because now they do come in regardless. So Yeah,
0: they, yeah, they just plop right in. Anyways, <laughs> we uh we have to take a, a bit of a break right now because we have to hear from my favorite uh, West Coast girl other than Mahler. It's Fala Ventura and Beyond Bazaar. <laughs>
3: Never-Ending Hiccups In January 2007, Jennifer Mee, a 15-year-old from Florida, got the hiccups. For more than three weeks, she continued to hiccup, close to 50 times a minute, despite trying many home remedies and consulting doctors. She held her breath, she put sugar under her tongue, she breathed into a paper bag and tried drinking out of the wrong side of a glass. She had blood tests and an MRI. Nothing worked, not even various people's attempts to scare the hiccups out of her. Why the hiccups began and what they were a symptom of could not be determined. They ended as abruptly as they started. A the freaky facts from the book of the bazaar where all the books are sold. Okay. I'll be, think, I'll be thinking about you tonight,
0: Viola.
1: Do we have time for a question from the chat room? Sure we do. Okay. Liz, And I don't know if you can do this or not, Sylvia, but uh, Lizzie in our chat room asked. Okay. Um, she said, I am planning something big this summer. Will it be successful? Okay. I, I don't know what else you would need to know about Lizzie, though. Okay. Yeah, that kind of, kind of oh. not enough, really.
2: One second. Lizzie, is she able to provide on the chat room her birthday?
1: Um, we can, we can ask her. <laughs> okay.
2: Let's see. Um, yeah, hold on. Uh, I'm tuning into the live chat there, so let me just get in there.
1: Okay. I just asked her. Okay. Hopefully she'll, I know because we have a little delay between the, um, the broadcast and the chat.
3: Right. Uh, let's see if she can come back with that. Let's
1: see. Oh, there's the pizza from the dead, Ron.
0: Well, peaches. Yeah, that means we got to
1: wrap geez. it up. Damn! Come on. Oh, she says May twelfth. She didn't give us a May year 12th. though. May
2: twelfth. Okay, Lizzie is May twelfth. I would say that yes, that it's gonna go well, and it's pretty big what she's planning. Um, I, I, I say yes. I say that this is gonna go off without a hitch, even though she's like nervous, nervous, nervous about whatever's gonna happen. I pick. I'm picking up on her nervousness, but tell okay. her yes.
1: Okay. I just did. Thank you. Great. I'm sure she'll be very happy to hear that. (laughs) She says thank
3: you. Uh... That's
1: well, sweet.
0: thank you very much. Can you believe it? This show just flew by. Flew. It was cool. I, I love the part you brought in all about the, the stories in the beginning. I mean, that was really cool because, you, you know, I'm such a ghost guy, and I love all the <laughs> ghosty stories and stuff. So, so, Sylvia, I mean, we've run your commercials so many times on our radio show while yeah, you were on the air. Right. It, we kind of like knew your voice. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for for having me on your show. You guys are so fun, and um, you're so... So Comfortable with each other, you're like you know, meant for each other on the air. <laughs> oh,
0: you just had to ruin my night. Oh, I, Vala, did, where Ron, are you? I did <laughs> Vala, I gotta go you. to a happy place. Vala,
1: Vala. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. I love you too.
0: Thank you so, so much, so,
1: Sylvia, though.
0: Inc, you're yeah. welcome. And once again, how can people get in touch with you if they want a reading? If they want to just talk to you, what, what I mean, how do they do? They get you for an event?
2: Sure. Well, I have an event coming up right now, June twenty second at uh, the Parsippany uh, Embassy Suites in New Jersey. That's easy and, for you to uh, say. <laughs> yeah, in Parsippany. And that is announced on my Facebook page as well as on my blog, which is at uh, Sylvia Rossi. Um, also, email me at sRossi222 at yahoo.com, and the telephone is 973. Five eight four eight three four six, and thank you so much, guys. You just, just, just go like I, I can't, I can't leave without a smile on my face tonight because you guys have such like fun, fun, fun on your show.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, you know what? There's lots of alcohol involved, so it makes it work really. No. Well. <laughs> just a little fine. So, anyways, I hear the, the music, and I guess we're going out. Well, actually, I don't hear the music, but I've been told the music it's is it's playing oh thanks so anyways Sylvia thank you so much it's been Sylvia Rossi here on Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Dan Carrigan and Ron Kolick and tune in next week when I'm sure we'll have something I'm sure <laughs> so good night God bless
1: all. thanks everyone for listening good night
0: from goalies to ghosties, yours. long-legged beasties and things that go bump in the night deliver
3: us